Hi, and welcome to Overdressed and Underqualified, the podcast where we talk about first job stuff. I'm your host, Braden Baldwin, and today our guest is Peyton Bennett, founder of Pepper Mix Marketing. We talk about his experience with starting a company while also working as a full-time graphic designer, and then some of the lessons he's learned from that so far. Now, to the interview. So, Peyton J. Bennett, a man of many titles, <laughs> co-founder and design lead at Pepper Mix Marketing, graphic design specialist at Supply Kick, and owner of one of the best beards that I have seen. <laughs> Peyton Bennett, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. As it was mentioned in Peyton's wonderful introduction, he's the owner of Peppermix Marketing, a company that he and his wife started himself. But I'll let him tell you more about that. So Peppermix, uh, Peppermix Marketing, we're, we're a small digital marketing agency located, we say Indianapolis, but we're in Fishers. If you're familiar with the geography of Indy, you know we're... 20 minutes north of downtown. So we're a small digital marketing agency who are focused mainly on providing valuable but economical marketing and design help to small businesses and entrepreneurs. That's kind of like our bread and butter. You know, our goal is to be as humble and to be as approachable as possible. You know, we don't put on the Ritz. We're not we're not very hoity-toity people. You know, we're we're pretty down-to-earth, humble Midwesterners. So for us, it's just like, man, we just want to do good work. We want to add value to, to our clients' lives um, and to their businesses and do it in a way that makes them remember, like, hey, you're the boss. Like, you know the business. We don't. We're just here to help. You know, I think just that humility is something that separates us from, you know, other marketing agencies. And the current operation as of mm-hmm. today is you and your wife. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just the two of us and our dog, Indy. Um, she is definitely a very important part of that that marketing mix for us. Um, she's our chief something officer. We haven't come up with a title for her yet, but she'll definitely have one. <laughs> Any ideas? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like chief bark officer is such a, <laughs> such a terrible dad, like punny <laughs> cliche. I don't know. Maybe a officer of motivation or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, going through, like I was saying before we started recording, Uh kind of stalked your LinkedIn today, a lot of graphic design. Mm -hmm. So were you always interested in graphic design? Where did that start? So I, uh, I started off a lot more in like the audio visual side of things. When I was in middle school, I was like super into film production, really into animation, stuff like that. And I thought I for sure was going to go to like film school and become like a camera operator in the industry or, you know, try my hand at screenwriting or directing. Like my end goal was always to be a director. And I quickly learned in trying to like make like short films with other students and stuff like that, that I am a control freak when it comes to like the creative process. And like film is such a collaborative medium that I I realized pretty quickly, I was like, I don't know if this is a fit for me, just because like I want to have such strong control over like the creative direction. And so for me, I think, you know, that was partially being like 16, you know, and arrogant and and all that. But I also think that I like, I, I learned that I was really invested in the creative process, but also invested in the creative process that I was able to like have a lot of oversight on and really like have a vision in my head and make it come to life. Um, and so that's kind of what led me to graphic design was, you know, it was a similar kind of world. It was a visual medium. It was something that you could actually get a job in, you know, as opposed to like fine art or, or, you know, any number of other more creative industry, um, kind of jobs. So 
yeah, I, I wound up landing at AU because they had a really good design school. Uh, yeah, and in college, I didn't necessarily go in thinking that I was like a very entrepreneurial person. I grew up, my dad has, you know, been a businessman ever since I was a kid. So like, I always got to hear kind of like that side conversations from him, you know, when he was, you know, like on the phone doing conference calls and stuff like that. So I think I picked up like just business acumen from him a little bit, um, but I never really considered myself someone that was super interested in business. But yeah, and when I started going through like the whole graphic design curriculum, I started realizing like how much freelance actually happens in the design world. Like, you know, if you want to make good money in the design world, like you aim to go for like be a full-time freelancer at some point, you know, that's kind of like the end career goal, I think for a lot of people in the industry. So when I started realizing that I started thinking like, well, maybe I should start, you know, trying to get my, you know, get my, my, my feet wet and kind of dig into that a little bit. So I started doing some freelance on the side, going through that marketing coursework at AU. It really kind of reinforced some of those ideas that I had about like starting a business, you know, marketing myself, marketing, you know, a company that I'm a part of. Um, I think all those things just kind of gave me confidence to think about myself more so as someone that could one day own and run a business successfully. So when did the idea specifically for mm-hmm. Pepper Mix for Pepper Mix okay. come to fruition? Yeah. So my wife and I had always kind of kicked around this idea of, um, you know, starting something together. She, I mean, she's a true entrepreneur where it's like, you know, since she was like seven years old, she's been wanting to start businesses and do different things, like just always coming up with new ideas. So for the both of us, there was always this kind of like under undercurrent of like, hey, we should really do something. Like we both have this sense of like, wanting to, you know, wanting to start something, wanting to own our own thing and be our own bosses. Like, you know, so there's kind of always that, that undercurrent, you know, we, uh, (laughs) we, we've like started a bunch of stuff, some of it a lot less successful than others. Like we, we, for one started a a dog bandana company (laughs) that was like, we upcycled fabric from like Goodwill and, uh, to like make dog bandanas. But I mean, neither of us, when we first started like doing this, realized like, Hey, neither of us know how to so like this is not a natural <laughs> fit. Um, Very so, noble of you, right? Guys, yeah, though. yeah. I mean, I think I think stuff like that though made us really think more critically about like what are we good at, what do we have skills in, and and what can we sell? Honestly, you know, and I, I think that was part of it for us was like, hey, you know, we both have really strong skill sets that are really marketable. You know, like I've done design for years. I've worked with some pretty big clients. You know, she she was doing a lot of digital. Um, marketing. She was doing PPC ads and SEO and content writing at her last job. So it was like we had a lot of opportunity um, to kind of utilize those skill sets and lean into that. And so I think for us, it was just kind of like that realization of, hey, we have we have the ability to sell something, you know, and the best part is it's zero overhead. You know, we it just is something that we can sell based off of the merit of our skill. So I think that's kind of when it started. I'd say probably like late late 2018 you know beginning of 2019 we started to really think critically about like hey what what would this look like if we created an agency you know and then work got super busy for both of us and, and then by the summer of 2019 her company was reloc- relocating to Austin and so she decided you know like hey I'm you know I don't have anything to do right now you know now that they're you know now that I've left my job and I'm sticking around in Indy so through that we were like hey you have all this time you know let's let's launch the business you know we've been talking about it for months we've been planning we've been thinking it's like one of those things where you know we kind of just decided to strike while the iron was hot and i think that really was kind of what like laid the foundation for us to start but here's the thing peyton works full-time as a graphic designer so i asked him 
How does he manage his time? How are you able to work full time, but also run a company? When we were starting it up, it was a lot more time intensive. You know, I think that's true with most side hustles. It's, you know, creating the website, creating the branding, you know, helping launch social initiatives, helping to do all these things. I think that's a lot more time intensive on the front end. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say for a good month or two when we first launched it, like hardcore, yeah, it was pretty much like I'd finish up here, go home. We fix dinner, eat dinner, and then it was work until bedtime. And so that that's definitely scaled back. I think a big part of what we intentionally have done is really focused more on marketing kind of the the things that she's doing, you know, since she has, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours a day to commit to just doing, you know, direct partner work, um, not necessarily like B2B marketing, but just working directly for our partners, clients, I think. I think that's what we've really tried to do so that I have, you know, more of a time to breathe. So we've kind of gotten to a really nice rhythm of, you know, she'll be doing work pretty much all week long on different projects and for different partners. And then I'll just kind of get tapped when I need to. Like, hey, we need to, you know, execute these four things. Typically how it looks is like Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, Sunday are like my my pepper mix work days. Saturdays are kind of a crapshoot depending on, you know, if we have plans or not. But yeah, typically Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, I try to commit as much time as I can so that I can have, you know, that kind of R&R on top of being, you know, a working professional too. But yeah, I, I think that's that that was definitely a critical thing for me. Just the kind of person I am, I need that that downtime to, you know, relax and recuperate and yeah, just recharge after a work day. Every business has its ups and downs. So I asked Peyton, what thus far would he consider to be the biggest failure of Peppermix marketing, but also the greatest success? I'd say uh, something for us that we definitely had to learn in, in, in stride. We're, we're not natural salespeople. Like neither of us have ever really had a background in sales or experience with sales. So for us, it was really just like, hey, we were losing opportunities left and right when we first started because it was like we either weren't selling ourselves hard enough, we were underselling ourselves, we were overselling ourselves. Like we couldn't find that balance. We had no idea, you know, really what that looked like. So I'd say probably a general failure of the first month to really kind of capitalize on the momentum that we had of a, of a newly launched thing just out of the fact that neither of us knew how to sell. In fact, Peyton actually recalled a similar question he was asked a few months ago. What's one thing you've learned from starting Peppermix? And that was what I said. I was like, we, I mean, everybody knows what they're good at, but I don't think a lot of people take time to really think about, man, what do I really suck at? And like, when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're a one-man show or a two-man, one-woman show or, you know, one-man, one-woman show like it is for us. Yeah, I think, I think when it's like such few people to draw from, such few resources to draw from, it really makes your... Um, shortcomings stand out kind of starkly, which was uncomfortable at first. And then that was exciting because we were like, man, how do we lean into this? So, you know, for both of us, we were talking to more people that we knew in sales. We were investigating new strategies, new resources. So I think I think in general that that transition from, man, really sucking at this to like where we're at right now, or I think that's like, we're not great, but we're better. I'd say that's kind of collectively a, a big loss and a big win, kind of a big failure and a big win just because it's, it's just such a, a difference from where we're at now than where we were. I'd say probably our biggest win. We recently got to launch a, a former professor of mine. She's doing like business coaching and stuff like that. And I'd say in November, I think November of last year, so November of 2019, she reached out to me and said, hey, I, you know, I'm launching this new thing, but I'm way too close to it. So I need people to come on board and really just help me 
figure out what I'm doing. And so that was a really neat opportunity. We basically got to go from the ground level with her of saying like, okay, let's, you know, like just set out straight from, you know, the very basics. Let's lay out a strategy. Let's lay out just kind of a general business plan. You know, we worked that from, from kind of strategizing to um, creating a, a full scale brand to generating content to launching a site. And so I think so far that's probably been the most fulfilling project that we've worked on just from the fact that it's been, you know, seeing it really grow from, from just like a very basic idea that she had. And like, she was like, man, I have too many ideas. I have too many things going on in my head. This is what we're going to go with. And like helping her kind of flesh that out and grow it to where it is. I think that's why a lot of people really love doing small business and being small business owners is the fact that they get to be kind of on the, you know, on like the same level as their, as their customers, kind of getting to experience it with them is such a fulfilling and rewarding experience. And I think that's something that like I've definitely learned through this process too. It's like something I really am passionate about and excited about just kind of adding that value um, to as many people's lives as I can to make their, you know, business be more successful, to make their personal lives a bit happier. If that means they get to enjoy what they do even more. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a really neat industry to be in because it can impact so many different areas and so many different layers, especially when you're working with like entrepreneurs and other small businesses. Looking forward to the future, where do you see all of this going? That's the million dollar question. You know, it's like, where, where will it go? Cause I think for both of us, it's like the question of, you know, how much longer does my wife, does she want to be like the, you know, the only one working full time? Like, you know, she gets lonely, she's an extrovert. So it's like, man, like that's a bummer for her to not have coworkers. For me, it's like, you know, when do we feel confident enough in the business that we feel like it'll be able to sustain like both of us, you know, just working on that exclusively. I think it's definitely one of those processes that it's going to be, it's going to really require us kind of determining it as we go along. You know, if you asked me a year ago, like, hey, if you own a marketing agency, what would you want it to look like? And I'd say, oh, I, you know, I want to be full time, be my own boss, be my own creative director, be doing everything all on my own. I think if you ask me now, it's a lot more unclear, which I think is kind of strange because I, I would have expected my expectations for what my business would have looked like to be totally different when I was in it. But if anything, the, the deeper I've gotten into it, the more and more uncertain I've been about where I want it to be, you know, in 10 years or five years. So for now, I'd say like the future is, you know, do more great work for more partners, add more value for more clients, and really just try to make as big of an impact in the design world and the marketing world as we can for as many people as we can. One thing that kind of stood out to me in that last part was you were talking about the uncertainty of right. things. And obviously when it comes to starting a business, there's a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. because you're taking a risk for the most part. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people who mm -hmm. are maybe just starting a business, mm -hmm. just launched it, or are just considering an idea that they're passionate yeah. about? What advice would you give to them about that uncertainty? Yeah, I think ambiguity is just a part of the equation, right? It's like, at the end of the day, you're never gonna be certain about anything you're going with. You know, even you, you talk to any business leader, who you know has been doing this for decades and is running a multi-million dollar company, they're still uncertain about the direction their business goes. So I think that's just part of being a business owner, being a, an entrepreneur, of, of being just in the in the world of business in general, because you never know what's gonna happen next, you know? So I'd say in some ways it's like, just embrace that, like understand that if you're feeling it, everyone else has felt it at some point. So for me, it's been 
you know, feeling comfortable with acknowledging and recognizing what I'm feeling as far as the uncertainty of the future of the business. It's been reaching out to others that I trust and talking to them, you know, trying to find mentors and trying to find people that you can really relate to. I think, I think those are probably the best ways to kind of overcome that uncertainty just because if you don't, you're going to be crippled and you're never going to move forward with any idea. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's two parts you know, being willing to just embrace that ambiguity and run with it and being scrappy and being gritty and just like getting in there and, and fighting through it no matter what happens. At the end of the day, the worst thing that happens is you fail and you start something else. You know, it's like at the end of the day, I, I always try to play worst possible scenario with anything I do, worst case scenario. And it's like, man, if, if you know, I woke up tomorrow and Peppermix was done, I'd say, well, that sucks. Like I was just starting to get a hang of it. I was starting to get really excited with it. What's next? You know, what can we do next? So I think that's part of it too, is just acknowledging the reality of the situation that, hey, a lot of businesses do fail. Mine might be one of them, it might not. And if it does fail, so what? You know, we'll do something else. You gotta have your first dog bandana business before yeah. you find your <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, for people listening, where can they find out more about Peppermix? Yeah. And Peyton J. Peyton J. Well, funny, funny thing about the Peyton J. Bennett, that was, so when I was first kind of getting into the, into the professional world, Coach released the Peyton Bennett handbag. And so when you search Peyton Bennett, I showed up nowhere. None of my social media links showed up. None of my personal sites showed up. And so I literally threw the J in there just for like SEO. Cause like I could not, like there's no way I was competing with multi national coach throw the J in there and it's like now if you search Peyton J Bennett it's like it's like all of my professional stuff so that's perfect that's um, see that yeah. proves why you're in the right business that's right yeah because <laughs> you literally use that SEO yeah. knowledge right. just to change one letter in your LinkedIn page yeah I mean that was yeah because I mean I was like coach has got me beat man like there's no way I'm beating coach, coach. yeah freaking, freaking coach man man yeah making me change my name oh where can the people find <laughs> That's right. I was trying to think about what the question was. Yeah, so so I'd say we're most active on our uh, Instagram and Facebook. So that's at Peppermix Marketing. Our website, peppermixmarketing.com. You can keep up to date with our projects. I think we'll be launching a blog here soon, along with some free eBooks and stuff like that. I think we'll be putting out here in a bit. But yeah, keep up with me on Twitter at Peyton J. Bennett. Yeah, hit me up. Let's get a drink in Indy sometime. Love it. Yeah. Well, Peyton... It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. It's been fun. I've appreciated it.